Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's the second day of the week, but I already get to say happy hump day. Woo, we made it. It's Wednesday. Hump day, my favorite Geico commercial of all time. Uh, if you don't know the Geico Hump Day commercial, look it up, all right? Do yourself a favor. You'll get it stuck in your head for years to come, just like I did. But what's going on, everybody? This is the power hour. This is the time to fire up. It's time to get the trade ideas going. The only reason that I take this hour out of my, my day, I hope you take this, this hour out of your day, is that way we can get the idea flow running. We can get hopping. We can get going. Shout out Refined Warrior already in the chat saying hi, guys. Uh, if you have stocks you're looking at, stocks you're trading, let's talk about them. Names which are on my radar. Uh, we have Newegg. Uh, we have Didi I want to talk about again. Uh, Shinobi Signals is going to be joining us in like two minutes from now. Uh, we are going to be talking to Shinobi because last week he came on the show. He gave us two trades. He gave us Clorox and Home Depot as swing trades. They both played out nicely. So he's going to talk about what happened with those trades after he gave them to us. Uh, and then he's got a new swing trade setup. So yeah, Shinobi's going to be hopping back on in a minute here. Uh, 12.20 Eastern, Bill Libby, uh, 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 Growth Capital. We're, we're going to be talking VC, we're going to be talking small companies. Um, uh, but, but Bill Libby is, is going to be joining us on the show at 12.20. And then 12.50, member of Zinger Nation is going to be coming on, talk about the show, talk about Benzinga, talk about ideas again, guys. Boom. <laughs> Idea flow going. Let's, let's hit it. Let's rip it. It is time to rock and roll. First things first, before we bring Shinobi on here, uh, Newegg. Let, let, let me let me share my screen here. Can we just talk about Newegg for a second? Because I, I, like, I missed this one. I'll admit it. I, I let you guys down. I, I missed the, the, the Newegg one. Uh, what, will somebody tell me what the hell is going on with Newegg? Here's two-day chart. Here's five-day chart. We, we, we actually brought the stock up last week, and we talked about it. And we said, hey, Newegg is getting some energy and getting a little bit of a pop. Um, uh, but, but, I mean, yeah. It, 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 it's going nuts. Um, today, the stock is up more than 100%, sitting at $55 off of 70 The stock, the, the company did come out with a, a PR this morning. The, the press release, I'll, I'll pull it up per our trusty Benzinga Pro. Uh, the press release was nothing super notable. Um, ba- basically, Newegg is saying that, that they will build custom PCs, custom computers for people. That's not what's moving the stock, okay? There's something else that's going on. I don't know if it's a chat room stock or what, but if anybody knows what the hell is going on with Newegg, our, our favorite online computer reseller, please let us know. Past five days, the stock has gone from 10 to as high as 70, now at 56. All right, so so we, we, we want to know what's going on with Newegg. If somebody can help uh, fill us in, let's go. Let's talk about that one. 
but but all right, guys, we have to give credit where credit is due. Let me bring our first guest of the day onto the stream. Shinobi Signals. Last week he came on. He talked us through through two swing trades. We have one in Clorox, one in Home Depot. Uh, so he's going to take us back through those trades, how they played out, and then he has another similar setup. So let me go ahead and bring Shinobi. Hello, hello, sir. What's up? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How you doing? <laughs> Thanks for having me again. For sure. It's hump day. We're getting the energy fired up. You gave us a couple trades last week. I didn't hit either. In retrospect, I, I missed out. But, but but you know, can you take us through each of those trades and, and, and the, basically the thesis for them again? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to share my screen real quick if I can. All right, right there. Okay. So, um... Hopefully you guys can see my screen. Yep, yeah. we got all it. Right. So the last time I wrote it all out for everyone, um, you know, it was breaking the downtrend, had a mid squeeze, bullish divergence on the squeeze pro. We had uh, volume jumping up. And then, you know, we had this move. Uh, we caught it right here. And then, you know, it went to like 180, 181, and it was hitting resistance. Uh, contracts, we entered the 190 calls for 716. They were around 70 cents when I called them out and when we were on here. And this consolidation just really messed up uh, with the theta. Everyone was panicking, selling out. At one point, I was just like, yo, if you want to exit, you know, just go ahead and exit. Because I had my conviction for the play. Then, you know, once it broke out of this zone, uh, you know, which we mentioned, uh, it just shot up. You know, it just shot up today. And then now the contracts oh, just today are up 300%. But from our entry, if you didn't average down at all, they're up 100%. So, you know, it was a great play. We had everything mapped out. It was just an A-plus setup, um, you know, and paid really well. So okay, so so the breakout was is, is happening today. You mentioned correct. Yeah, so it broke and, out. And the of... first ticker that we're looking at, th this is CLX, right? Yeah. Okay, so 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 Clorox ticker CLX. Um, so 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 you called the line. The the stock broke out above it. We we got that move today. Um, how how are you managing the trade now? Are are you still in it? Or did you get part of, part of the way out? Did you get totally out of it? What what's the move yeah. today? So mainly when it hit 185 at first today, because I had it in my Weeble and I don't really check my Weeble that much for longer swings. So when I saw it, I opened it up and it was down for the longest time. I checked it there. I'm like, oh my God, what happened to CLX? So I went back in. I saw I'm like, oh crap, it's at 185, you know? And then I'm like, oh, finally. So I scaled out 75% of my trade there and I left 25% as um, runners, just in case it goes to 190 today. And it, uh, you know, the calls going, the money it would add like a nice premium boost there. So I'm letting 25% of my, uh, position just right out okay and, and it's the the 190 call is that is that accurate yeah it was the 190 call for um next week so 716 when i entered everyone's like why are you going so out the money because i even mentioned it you know the price target was right here just for it to hit this uh resistance and go test it, and that's what it's doing right now okay and, and you have 25 percent of the position on and then can we look at home depot as well that was the other one last week you you drew the chart uh, you took us through the trade. Can can we get an update on Home Depot? Yeah, so Home Depot did fire as well. It was amazing. So, you know, it broke this downtrend. We entered in on this consolidation break. And once it broke out, you can see it's hitting 423. We called this out around um, or 325-ish. Uh, we called this out around 315. So it's made a $10 move since. And, um, yeah, it's just looking like it's going to continue upward still. Uh, just broke, uh, broke past the POC, which is the point of control. And, you know if it continues up we can see a nice move to 333 range which is you know the next shelf 
So it's looking pretty decent right now. Um, I'm actually all out of this play. I exited um, two, three days ago or last week. And then I exited out of this play fully. So I'm missing out on whatever gains there are left. But, you know, if we see a nice pullback and we see a retest of this consolidation area, I'll re-enter. But for now, I'm all out. So I'm not just going to chase the play. But if anyone's still in, you should see a nice move to 330s uh, as long as the market doesn't, you know, just completely crash. Boom. All right, there it is. You get an air horn for that one. Let's go. So, so you're two for two on the picks you gave us last week. I've been watching them, so I said, all right, Shinobi, we, we, we got the, the second breakout coming through today. Let, let's come back on and recap them. So, so if you guys got in, smash the like, share the stream, as always. Uh, but, but, but you said that, that, that you, you have another one. You have another stock that's sitting, setting up in a similar way which I think is even more exciting than than, than the recap of, of the two from last week. Can you give us that one? Yeah, so uh, I just entered this a little bit ago, like maybe like 30 minutes ago. I'm looking at Corsair. So this fits into the theme of uh, Newegg. So it's almost like a sympathy play at that, but not really because they it's just a gaming uh, company. So Corsair, you know, they've been really beat down. So their highs were around 51. They've been really beat down since then. You know, we can and, see and wait, give, give Give us the ticker again. CRSR. CRSR. Somebody in the chat, drop that in there. Help your fellow zingers out. Corsair, CRSR. Keep, keep going, Shinobi. Yeah, so CS, CRSR. Um, you can see this demand zone it has, and the point of control is at 31, uh, almost 32. But you can see every time it comes down to this level, you always see you know nice spikes back up to this trend. So what I'm expecting, uh, I played this once on like this bounce here, and then we caught it to like 34. So now what we're expecting is, you know, it's bouncing, it's bouncing, it's bouncing. We just had a nice little wick here um, from that level today. We have a mid squeeze coming in. I'm expecting it to go back to that 34 range. And if it breaks that, you know, we can definitely come and test this 43 range again, uh, just as long as everything flows smoothly. So that's what I'm looking at for CR, uh, CRSR is a bounce off this demand zone, a possible break of the trend line, then a move into the 40s. And, you know, it should make like uh, an EGG type move like Newegg uh soon in my opinion so i actually picked up the 47 or 45 calls for 820 you know they're a little bit out the money but you know it's not that big of a deal for me to be honest because if this makes the the move it needs iv will push the contracts up by itself and i chose cheaper contracts because a lot of my followers like cheap contracts so i just played those and yeah we should see a nice move on this uh i think joe alerts is also bullish on this as well Okay, so 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 let me, let me just just recap the trade. So so it, it's a bullish trade in Corsair CRSR. You you, you have the stock that that's sitting on some support. Uh, you have a trend line identified that that you want to see a break above. So so that's the reason why you had the bullish thesis. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean more so the demand zone to be honest. Just because okay. every time it dropped, like look at this consolidation, and you know consolidation on HD as we saw every time there's a solid time frame of just consolidation you always expect a move a really nice move and especially with the bull market right now it's most likely going to be bullish like amazon it was consolidating for a year and you know in the past three days it's just been shooting up and everyone could have expected that the second it broke above you know the top of the consolidation so that's what i'm looking at for here because this consolidation it's just squeezing the stock more and more and more so when it does make a move and the squeeze does release this is going to actually just launch in my opinion it's and, it, and it's absolutely a new egg sympathy play potentially so so that could help the thesis and, and get some energy going there and and the way that that you're in the position is is you bought the the forty dollars strike 
uh august 20th calls is that accurate i bought the 45s but the you could 45s. go any yeah wait so you're way out yeah yeah well, how I'm much out. those calls cost they cost like 60 cents per contract so 60 dollars per contract um i'm That's only in still expensive thing. for a 15 dollar move on that on the those calls yeah so i mean just imagine when it actually you know even if this moves to like 34 35 those contracts should see a nice move just because of the IV was like around 80% uh, when I hopped in. So it was still relatively high. So that could have been a reason for it. And, you know, I'm only in one third of my position so far because you can see anytime it bounces, you know, last time it bounced straight to 33. But, you know, if it comes back down to this demand zone, I want to add more. So I'm only in like one third of my full position and I want to keep scaling in, adding on dips, you know, on the way up and then be able to scale out as well uh, once we get the move we want. All right, and then Newegg. Do you know what the hell is going on with Newegg? This I is like no the idea. craziest stock ever. Yeah, but yeah, will you pull that, up a chart? Oh my goodness. Yeah, just sec give a second for my chart to load up. All the things I have on it. Yeah, this is wild. I just I have no idea what's happening here. But like honestly, you could have just any technical analysis isn't gonna work, but I mean No. One no person, fundamental analysis is going to work. Something is happening. Yeah. I don't know the, what. So, but is, something is happening. It's probably Nancy Pelosi. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 probably Nancy Pelosi. Um, but 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 guys, so so if you looked at last week, we actually talked about Newegg last week. Um, you know, we we got like a couple five dollar bounces th throughout the week, and and that's why the stock hopped up on our radar. But I didn't really think a ton of it. And then today, I mean, you 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 get the hundred percent run. Uh, again, if anybody in the chat knows what's going on with Newegg, fill us all in. I saw somebody earlier uh, say, say that that this, the stock is highly shorted, so so it's potentially a short squeeze that's happening or a short squeeze target. Um, but again, if anybody can help Zinger Nation out, that's what we're for. We're we're just all trying to make it through, guys. Yeah, <laughs> training's hard, life's hard. If you can help us out, help us out. Um, and, and Shinobi, can, can we get a date on, on the room pickup? You know, it, it, it's, it's a little bit messy. Room pickup. You know, if we can I, get I just, a little bit of cleaning going. <laughs> I just got all the, uh, I just got a bunch of packages. So I had to open them yesterday. So it's just all on my couch. I got to throw it out soon. Hey, don't Are look they from Newegg or no? No, of course not. They're from Corsair though. <laughs> okay. A, all right. There you go. I just got a bunch of fans for my PC. Single-handedly <laughs> driving sales in Corsair. <laughs> yeah yeah no nah, but look someone in the chat um cole pender he just said i just sold my 190 calls on clx thank you for the pick look at that people are banking from benzinga this is nice boom <laughs> there we go baby yeah all right let me see if i have any other like good uh i don't know i haven't explored the soundboard enough recently yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out here we go this is the last one Cool. <laughs> all right shinobi i appreciate you hopping back on with us man uh, again guys I, we, I saw both of the trades that, that he gave us last week play out in real time you know we're trying to bring the ideas uh so 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 i wanted to hear the new one crsr corsair um you know i could have just asked him but figure let's just do it on the show and and, and hear the thesis all together um and, and shinobi how do folks stay in touch I'm just on my twitter shinobi signals Boom. I will get the link to that in the chat. Um, make sure to throw in the follow. Say hi. Shit post on, on his Twitter. Whatever it is that you want to do, all right? Yeah. Perfect. Cool. All righty. Thank right. you, sir. I right, appreciate you having me, man. Take it easy.
Absolutely, I will talk to you soon. Boom. So there we have it, guys. Uh, first set of ideas of the day. Um, if, if you're just joining us, this is the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea segment. Uh, you know, I, I asked for some tickers out of the chat. We didn't get a ton. So if anybody has tickers on this beautiful hump day, throw them in the chat. Uh, let, let, let's see where everybody's at. I'm having a, a med day. Nothing super interesting going on in the live portfolio today. Um, so so, so let, let's hop around to some other ideas. Um, I, I want to take a second to talk about DD again. DD is, is our stock of the week. Uh, it, it's one that, that we're all not doing great on. And, and DD is starting to get potentially into, yo- like, like, I don't know. I don't buy dips. I, 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 I don't do it, um, but, but it's starting to get close to that territory. And, and so let me go ahead and, and pull up my, my screen here. There we go. We, we asked a question to Zinger Nation last week the, the, or yesterday. The, the, the question was, hold on, sneeze, okay. The, the question was, what, what price is DD going to finish at this week? Um, it answers up here on the board that the price of DD when we asked the question was $12.30. Uh, the, the lowest member of the community who, who came in said $10. Uh, the highest was $15.30 with, with our average at $13. All right. So, so, so that's the story with, with DD. If you don't know the company, it, it is the Uber of China. It's ubiquitous in, in China. Huge company. Uh, if you don't know what's happening with the stock, they had an IPO last week. They, they ran into some regulatory issues and had to get taken off of app stores over the weekend. Horrible timing with its IPO. Uh, potentially Chinese government trying to send a message there. But 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 regardless, with, with the stock down so much from, from its highs, it had highs of 17. We were down to $12 yesterday. We asked the question, where is the stock going to finish at? Um, you know, we're, we're off another 5% today. Um, you know, which, which is, is not horrible compared to the, the 20 plus percent sell off that we had yesterday. Um, but again, we're, we're still seeing some selling. If we get a green day, I, I might be doing some bottom, di- some bottom buying, uh, with, with a small position on this stock. So, so guys keep, keep DD on the watch list. I also have Alibaba on the watch list, uh, tomorrow, potentially taking a long position in Baba, uh, via option. So, so stay tuned. We, we might be doing that on the show tomorrow. And Jason Raznick, I see, is joining us. You got somebody in the chat, Jason, talking about VSTO ammo play. I know yeah. you're big on those stocks. Yeah, you know, how about Mike Tesla selling the calls and, and buying the puts yesterday? I was just going to ask you about that, Jason. Do you still have the puts on Tesla? Yeah, it's my hedge. I'm going to have them for a while. I sold more stock before the close. David, Gr- David Green, Lele, yeah, he was hilarious today about the options floor, about getting in fights and all that stuff. It was freaking hilarious. It was must listen thing. So if you guys get a chance, go to pre market prep, um, watch the not the um, the show. And about eight forty five, they're talking about these fights he got in, and also like you got to do these things to get the uh, the IPOs and have good benefits or whatever. And he had this whole thing of fights and other stuff. He said that his life was way wilder than Wolf of Wall Street, and he talked about it. So yeah, I wish we had an instant replay feature. What's the DD? Because he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, yeah. Yeah, we need to get like a, a, a graphic of us going under the hood like the, the, okay. the NFL uh, oh. referees do. 
Yeah, yeah. after if, if you do go check out pre-market prep with Dave Green, he was also on for an hour and a half at the open from 9.30 to 11 a.m. Um, I was with him in the studio. He was trading live. He made some killer trades today. Uh, David yeah. bought GameStop below. He bought GameStop at like 177. Like yep. a bunch of shares of it, like 20 shares of it, and then sold it once it went above 180. So he just does these in and out quick day trades all based on on technicals. And he's a brilliant trader. He, hey, he meant, go ahead. I was just going to say, he mentioned today he's been trading Apple since 1986. Yep. Yep. I saw, I heard that. I bought it in 90 in 96. Um, but yeah, those are great stories. Speaking of that, David Green, great stories, great show today. We have two openings for overnight shows. So we have a 4 a.m. show Eastern. We need a we need a 2 a.m. and a 5 a.m. So if you um, are interested, let us know. If you refer someone to us and they start, we'll pay you 250. Um, you know, so no, Triple D has to trade, Nick. He has to trade. That's how he makes his money. And he can't trade the account publicly. It's illegal or not illegal. The firm he's at doesn't let him. So sorry. But if you guys know anyone else to host shows, we got two slots open on the overnight edition. A lot of new things coming out. We got some great people joining the team. I, you know, always, I'm always trying to hire the best and brightest um, that can just run with, go with the flow and make stuff happen. I don't spend much time on the video stuff right now as I'm working on other things, but we have a, a good team. That's a little green with their experience, so they're learning as they go. So any feedback you guys have, we, we appreciate it. You guys are the bomb. Zinger Nation's the bomb. Um, Bree, um, my trades today, my buying my puts helped me on Tassa as, as a hedge. Um, I do like my FGF still, my BTN. Those are up like, you know, but I, I'm down overall today because my account is still so weighted to Tesla. I mean, 30% of my portfolio is in Tesla. So even uh, with the puts when it was down, you know, 20 bucks earlier today, it, it, you weren't green? I wasn't green. I was green on the puts, but, you know, my I, I'm long 30% of my portfolio. So they say if you have a million-dollar portfolio and you have 300000 in Tesla and I buy puts of, of 8000 doesn't do much. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of, like, experienced traders say you want to be, like, way more diversified, but some really good traders, including Warren Buffett, and yep. uh, Charlie Munger calls diversification diversification. You're and, right. And Buffett says it's easier for him to pick five or ten big stock or good stocks rather than a hundred good stocks. You know, so I, I'm not really decide. I kind of like the high conviction trade. So if you feel good about Tesla long term, then I don't think you should, you know, make it a smaller position in your portfolio just because some people are saying so. It's a good point. It's a good point. I did sell a TripAdvisor today. Oh, you did. Yeah, I was like done. It's not showing my trend, but you're, you're you make a fair point. You just have made a lot of money on it, and I. Um, well, that's yeah. something to consider too. I mean, if you've already made a bunch of money on it, and if like you happen to think, oh, Tesla is going to go down to five hundred, and you could buy back then, then then you could try to do that. But I mean, I think if you still like the story long term and you want to hold on to it, maybe you end up passing some of those Tesla shares off to your kids someday. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think that it's. And some people have those like strict rules, right? Where they're like, I don't want this stock to be more than 5% of my portfolio yep. or 10% of my portfolio. I don't really, I don't really buy, abide by yep. that. Yep. Yep. But no, um, I agree. Yeah. Meet Kevin's great. He's a, a friend. Um, yeah. We we've not, had him on the power hour before. We did, we did not take Kevin's producer. We got a different producer that is awesome. So 
Um, we'll see. We'll see, guys. Only time will tell. I just, you know, I come on my show, this, this show from 12 to, uh, 1230 to 1. Me and Luke used to do it for like two hours, hour and a half, but um, a lot of different things going on at Benzinga. So. Wait, Lele in the chat is saying BTU, which is Peabody Energy. This is a St. Louis company, Raz. Holy I should have I should, I should have been all over uh, this. Oh, my. Why'd you miss this one? Up 23%. Oh, I don't know. Lele. Lele. Where did I miss this one yesterday? Holy moly. Peabody. Uh, who was it? Lewis. Give me some. Hey, we got a guy. We have a guest out in one minute. One there minute. Chris, Chris Capri. He's a good guy. All right. BZ Wire. Let's see if we got anything uh, Monday. No, that was from a week ago. Monday, June oh, 28th. Lord. They have nothing on it again. I mean, what's the market cap? I mean. Market cap of Peabody? It's pretty, yeah. Uh, it's, it's not even a billion. It's one of the biggest, like, coal. What's coal, the symbol? BTU. B as in boy. Anyone know? How much is it up? It is up 22%. They're like a coal. Yeah, they sell coal through approximately 21 coal mines. They're one of the biggest coal manufacturers in the States. Um, operates out of my hometown of St. Louis, Missouri. So I know the company well. For some reason, it's not in my portfolio. But wow, it's been ripping today. All right. So the, the Pro News Desk, we'll be updating that in a second. And what's going on? PB Body Energy. I want to thank Lele for finding it. And then, uh, Aaron, I... Um, Want you to break? Look at the BTU chart. It's just two seconds. Okay, I want you. Um, yeah, no, we. Oh, Internet Enforcers are showing up. He said we should have five thousand viewers. We would not allow five thousand viewers. We will not allow five thousand <laughs> max. Five hundred viewers max. Today we kicked out like sixty because we were over that four eighty. We're not going to allow. We don't want. See, the thing is, there's Alpha creating the show. We break stories. There's Alpha. CNBC. Everyone's seeing at the same time. Here you get some stuff ahead because not everyone's on it. Too many people, too crowded. The trade gets crowded. So we, yeah, we we want to keep Zinger Nation a little. Uh, we've we've lim let me finish here. Um, we've we've limited it. We've changed the methods and how we're doing this thing to make it a small community versus a large um, thing. That you know, in the future maybe we'll go that way. But right now we want it to be quaint and keep you know the shows around you know anywhere from two fifty to four fifty. Um, we did have in pre-market like 2,400 simultaneous, and it's hard because it, that show has been around longer, and it's hard kicking people out. But we really try to, um, we really try to like get them to come to other shows because it's too many. The trades get. Listen, I go on the pre-market prep show, Bree, and I say a stock, and the stock moves five percent. So not every stock, but that's it's just it's harder. That's all. So you know, um, some shows it's fine, but if we're talking specific stocks, when you're at five thousand. Um, it's too many to do that in the civic stocks. I mean, then the, you got pumpers and it's it's bad. All right, Aaron, do the intro guest. Thank you, man. And, and Internet Forces, uh, thank you for saying hello. Just saw him showing up there. Nice. Go ahead. Let's do it. Hello, hello. How's it going? Uh, thanks for coming on. I know you were surprised that I invited you on yesterday. You thought it was like a joke, um, but that's just what Zinger Nation is. We're many to many, so we have multiple people from the audience come on. And I mean, most of our hires have come from uh, the users of our, of the business, and the way they come on as hires, they just like join our business, join our like email, Slack, and then eventually there's a job for them. I don't know. That's just how it's been. That's not how it was five years ago. It's been how it is for video. So I wanted you to come on because you were surprised we had on the Mulligan brothers. 
and you didn't think that was good, that was damaging our brand or hurting it. And I wanted to get more, um, you know, more feedback from you on that. No, sir. It was actually uh, quite the opposite. The Mulligan brothers were great to have on there, um, bringing attention to, you know, GameStop and AMC and, and the things that are happening in the market is definitely something I, I'm standing up for. What I was having a problem with yesterday in the, in the chat was all of the Chinese stocks prior to the Mulligans that you guys were pushing on, um, running them up. And the one guy even specifically stood up and said, you know, uh, I think China's going to be the superpower. And, you know, I don't exactly know where everybody's from, but I mean, that just sounds like a really, that's a bad thing to say. You know, I mean, just, you know, there's, there's plenty of bad th ways out there to make money, you know, morally, uh, ethically wrong ways to make money. And I, I just didn't feel that doing something like that is right, whether you're going to make a buck on it or not, whether it's a good trade or not. Ah, why you don't sell your mom? You know what I'm saying? There's just I didn't I didn't agree with it. So I started poking in the chat and I just, you know, it's and eventually actually what happened is almost all your guys' picks on those got trashed today. Okay, so I need more I need more clarity. I'm not good at pronouns. I'm good at like accurate and names. You were saying that someone said China is going to be the king or something of what? Who was the person you so were? That they were going to. Um, so I. No, don't use forgive me. Just take forgive me. For, forgive me because I'm I'm new to all this. I'm new to Benzinga. I'm new to to the, the whole the whole thing. Um, there's the gentleman that's on the screen with me here, Aaron, and he was on the show yesterday with a gentleman in a white shirt. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it was I believe it was Luke. And I don't I think he was just saying that he is expecting like the economy to keep growing, you know, I don't know. Yeah, um, well, and, and I I get that, you know, economies grow, economies do. But eventually, you know, I mean, there's a whole lot going on in the world right now. Sides don't matter. You know, I mean, whatever's whatever. But if you are from America, if you live in this country and you're going to stand there and say, "Hey, wait a second. I think China's going to be the superpower. And then place your money into that happening. It will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You can't just feed them all of your money and expect them to not have more money. You know, and that's what the apes are really about. And that's where like, I seen that that the uh, mulligans were coming on yesterday. So I was like, I'm going to watch what these guys got going on. And the mm -hmm. whole fifth, first 15 minutes was just pumping China. And I was like, whoa, this isn't what I signed. You know, this isn't why I switched this channel. I came here for integrity. I came here for the, the little man, the low guy who's going to fight, who's going to stand up to all the systemic issues going on in the market. And then when I clicked on it, I received, hey, it's cool. You could just sell out for money. And I mean, like I said, when I started, there's many ways a person can make a dollar immorally. And I just didn't agree with the fact that somebody would say, yeah, it's cool. I think they're going to win. So I'm going to give them my money. Got it. Okay. So, so some of the feedback, Bree, Luke, I don't believe said that it was a, it was a mainstream media person on TV said that. And Luke was referencing or someone was referencing it. The people in here are saying it, but either way, the, the point is taken. 
um, what you're saying. So someone made it, made a, a, a point, um, Aaron, he goes, I've never shot a gun, but I, I invest in bullets for profit. So he's saying he invests in like VSTO and other things. He doesn't want to kill someone, but he, he's taken advantage of, you know, that yes, kind of uh, thing. Would you? By all means, by all means, you know what I mean? Like I said, there's many ways to make a dollar. Some of them are morally okay. You know what I mean? And, and each person's threshold of threshold of morals is different. You know what I'm saying? Like the markets get pushed around so much. Like it's really a rigged game. Everybody who's jumping in here, no one knows what's really going to happen. They're hoping to ride the coattail of somebody else who has more money than them placing those bets. It's yep. happened with it's happened with EV all the way. Check it out. In, in 1881, uh, Gustav Travi created the first EV vehicle. You know what I mean? Back in the in in the 1881, yep. EV was a thing. There yep. was there was a huge race in 1908, EV versus gas. You know what I'm saying? And then so wait, the dude, wait, maker, Aaron, Aaron the maker won that race. The EV won that race. What changed no. it to gas? What changed everything to gas? Very simple. Do you know? Or let me tell you. I, I know the government came in and they didn't put in the infrastructure for charging, which led to gasoline engines being able to go out into the sticks out of major cities and make it. So the government came in and pressed it. No, I mean, that could be part of it, but that's not the main reason. Um, I mean, I mean, this is told to me from Sandy Monroe, go on YouTube in our interview. He said EV and, and gas had similar market share and EV actually had bigger market share. And yeah. the, re the reason was combustion engine to start the engine. It took you like three minutes to wind something. And then yeah. some company came out with the automatic starter. Henry Ford. What? Henry Ford. He came with the automatic starter. Okay, yep. so Henry, okay, so if Henry Ford came with the automatic starter. In overnight, when that automatic starter came out, electric went to zero, and combustion engine took over. But electric, electric won that race in uh, uh, nineteen. They won the race due to the fact that the EV did not have that problem of wind up start. That's right. That's right. But then there was so, infrastructure for it. Yeah, well, so the government pressed infrastructure to put gas pumps throughout the country, yep. but they did not press to put electric throughout the country, and even though the EV was the more efficient vehicle. It was the they also came out and media pressed all the EV back then as a woman's vehicle. It wasn't manly enough. It wasn't rugged enough. So, so the com combination of the government putting putting its bet in gasoline by supplying right. the infrastructure and then the media enforcing that killed the EV way back then. Then okay. you jump up. Then you jump up to uh, '96, right? 1996, EV got a big push from Chevy. They came out with the EV1. Tom Hanks, he had bought, he had one. Then what happened is the whole time that Chevy is sitting here putting out these vehicles, they're lobbying con uh, Congress against all the carbon acts, against all of the stuff. And, and what ended up happening? Chevy won that in Congress. They went around, bought all of the EV1s and crushed them. I love crushed it. Them. I, I, love, I love what you're saying. Like you, so you're, 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 you definitely know your history. And, and part of why you think the government put the infrastructure in for oil is because they, the government was making money off oil companies, off Rockefeller and all those things. And Henry Ford, all those. I mean, it was, they could have. Okay, so you've got these groups of big guys, man. 
And these guys here, they don't want to give the power to the other guys. So how do they do it? They crush them. It was EVC was the company that got crushed out. And they actually didn't even sell the, the electric vehicles. They had community stalls where when you needed a car, you just went and got it. You went out, you drove it. When you returned it, they charged it, serviced it, and it was ready for the next customer. So they completely changed the entire aspect of the whole market. Like they changed the world with this. And now we're in the same situation. Okay, so that back in the 90s, they tried to push the EV and Chevy lobbied against it. Why did they lobby against this? Because that was their hugest years on running up of SUVs. SUV sales were booming then. They could not have an EV come out. It would, it would crush them. Now they've had time to prepare for this. Elon Musk has come out. He's running it. Shorts are trying to attack him and kill him at every extent. They're trying to just run this thing down and keep the people who run gas in power. Keep the oil. I mean, can you imagine the economic shift when everything oil all of a sudden goes away and we go to electric? Right. So wait, real quick, Aaron, I want to go back to, to the main point that you were making about China earlier. And I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to have a big argument or anything, but I just want to yeah. kind of offer up like a, a differing point of view. I think it's very healthy when, when we in Zinger Nation can come together with different opinions. Um, yeah. And so here's my thought process. So say, I, say, I'm, say I'm a financial advisor, which I'm not, but say I was hypothetically. If I was managing your money and I saw some opportunities in, in companies in China that I thought could be good investments, but I didn't want to make them for political reasons. I don't think it's right to bring essentially politics into what my job would be as a financial advisor. Um, yeah, and then I, I, I do agree. And similarly, so, so there, and then at, at the same point, you know, if you look at kind of historically where China has gotten today, a big part of that has been from our, uh, from American companies outsourcing manufacturing to China, right? You yeah. know, because the labor's cheaper. You know, yeah. whether it's ethically, whether it's moral or ethical, the labor that's over there, they've you know, it's cheaper. So it improves the bottom line to do manufacturing over there. I would have more uh, of a problem, I guess, essentially with the company, the people in charge of the companies that are doing that, rather than the retail investors, the small guys, apes, if you will that might just want to throw a couple bucks into Baba uh, for a trade, you know, cause at the end of the day, yeah. the, the people that are just trying to make a few bucks in the stock market are not the ones that are outsourcing the labor, taking what could be American manufacturing jobs, bringing them overseas for cheaper labor. Um, no, I, I agree. I, I agree a hundred percent, except uh, the only, so you've, you, you've tapped in on the, the major problem, the actual problem. Is these companies being allowed to go over and, you know, I mean, everybody's outsourcing. Everybody's trying to get a buck. I mean, there's lawyers out there that defend people they know are guilty for heinous, horrible things. And it's the same kind of same kind of deal. He's still doing it, but he's getting paid. He's going to defend that guy. He's probably going to win because he's a great lawyer. It's the same thing here. Those companies go over. They do it for a dollar knowing they're damaging it. Same thing, but at some point, someone has to make a stand. And right. that's so, what, so you're that's saying what that the that apes it should, are doing. It should be the apes. It should be the retail investors saying we're not going to invest in any of these Chinese companies, taking a stand to the, the government that's outsourcing jobs. I get that. I, and, and, I, and it's not necessarily just the Chinese companies. I'm not, I mean, 
it's not not political. I'm not trying to necessarily be political. I, um, you know, here I live in America. Of course, I'm going to support America. You know what I mean? What yeah, part of the I, country not, are you from, by the way? I'm in California. Okay. Um, I didn't know if you were but, from. You, it seemed like you knew a lot about cars, so I didn't know if you were maybe from the Detroit area, Motor City. No, I'm a mechanic. So okay. Like I said, I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm not really a trader. I don't. I. I don't gamble. I don't. Uh, you know, get get into get rich quick schemes. Pier, you know, all these pyramid schemes. All the. I don't do that. I'm. I work hard every day. I keep my money. I saw in January something happening with GameStop and AMC. And I didn't see the dollar signs to it. I saw the morality. I saw people doing good. I saw people banding together to, to change stuff. And look at all the filings that have been coming out since. Look at the SEC going crazy. Look at hedge funds pulling there. We are making change. All it takes is one. DFV stood. And people saw and people agreed. And, and eventually... Somebody eventually people together, I feel, will will take a second look at defending that criminal, at shipping the companies overseas, at putting at I mean, our dollars going into those overseas company doesn't really matter that much. But if somebody can stand against it, all the big companies that are shipping over there making that money, maybe they'll see, hey, these these retail guys, they're not gonna give us, they're not gonna pay us. If we ship out, they're not going to invest in us unless we start doing things ethically and properly. Ryan Cohen, he is all about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. It was a great story. It was good to be involved uh, in the story. We had Andrew Citron on one of the short sellers, or Andrew left from Citron. One of the short sellers came on. Um, I, yeah, Aaron- I mean, I selfishly would like people to use Benzinga because we're U.S. based. Versus yeah. seeking alpha, that's a foreign company, right? Like, I, I mean, I mean, we're here, we pay taxes. Like, come you on, gotta you, hope, you just gotta hope that at one point in time, people will latch on to good rather than profit. I hear you. No, I, I think th- there's something to be said for that, and um, I just because, feel the eight movement has has shown a light on it. I mean, yeah. like I said, I. I don't, I don't I don't gamble. I've got money in this and I've been up and I will hold it until I am at a loss if I have to. Like I said it wasn't never about the money for me. It's not the it's not a gamble. It's I will put my money into the hearts of men. I will back up goodness at all costs. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, I the someone just said people want uh pay for made in America. I disagree. I I, think, I will. I think people do pay for made in America. Um, I'm not saying for everything, but I'm saying a lot of things. I think if you know it's made in America, there's a benefit benefit to that. You know. Yeah. Um, we should have done a marketing thing with that on Fourth of July, Raz, talking about how benzene is better than seeking alpha since we're made in America. You know, honestly, I didn't know that about you guys, and you know, I I will probably end up switching just because of the fact that you guys are in America. Yeah, we're our headquarters are in Detroit, Michigan. We hire people from Detroit. We tried it. We I started a nonprofit because in the inner city of Detroit, no one was applying for jobs, and so there was no financial education training. Like, learn how to like you know what an investment banker is, or learn what the stock market is. So we created like free courses um, because we want to be able to hire. I mean, we'll hire 
we won't just hire in our in our state. We used to, but then when Corona when COVID happened, we we're a lot of it was remote. But um, a lot of our people are in Michigan, so we probably have forty or fifty people here in Michigan, and then the other like forty or fifty are probably just remote. You know? Yeah. I wanted to ask you guys. Uh, yesterday, you guys were talking about the uh, the auto parts picks. Yep, uh, parts, carparts.com, You're an expert. What do you think about it? I'd love to hear that. Uh, I'll tell you who's going to end up winning that. Uh, the, the, the Ryan Cohen will end up winning that. The guy who can come in and fill the gap between brick and mortar and online. Because the problem with online parts is if I order something, yes, I'm going to get it cheaper, but I'm going to have to wait a couple of days. So now I've got to tell my customer who wants his car right now, that he's going to have to wait a couple of days because I got to order parts. So that don't work. So I just, I'll go to O'Reilly's or the nearest auto parts store so that I can keep my customer happy. Well, Aaron, I don't know if you, if you, if you heard me yesterday when we were talking about this, but I essentially said the same exact thing. I said, look, yeah. if car parts can, can do the chewy, can be the chewy yeah. of uh, auto parts. And I love it, but I foresee well, the, some of these the other, yeah, some of these other more established companies you know, O'Reilly's advanced auto parts, yeah. um, whatever it is, come in and try to up their e-commerce thing. But even though, you know, Amazon was trying to do pet food, Chewy did it better. That's how Ryan yeah. Cohen got to where he is. Yep. So it's not to say that carparts.com can't do. Um, no, by all you know, means. Yeah, they can do it better, but we'll see if, if O'Reilly's advanced auto parts steps in and, and, and ends up taking some of the market share. The key is whatever company can come through and lay some brick and mortar stores so that you order online and then you come the customer. I can order it online. I can walk in there within the hour, pick up my part and, and, and then, and then go back to my job. And then if it happens to be wrong for whatever reason, I can just reclick, get it. You know, maybe I don't even have to go in. They just deliver it to me. And if it happens to be wrong, I send it right back and I get my next part within that next hour. Or if I have forgotten something like I need a, I ordered an axle and I need a seal now because the seal was damaged when I removed the old axle. If they can figure out that median right there, that company will dominate. Yeah, yep. I agree. All right, Aaron. Well, we appreciate you having on today. We love bringing on guests from Zinger Nation, especially when they, you know, when, when we have a different viewpoint, um, something to discuss. So we appreciate you coming on. I uh, would love to have you on again. And if anyone else out there wants to hop on the show sometime, you know, I threw the email in the chat, powerhourappenzinga.com. Please reach out to us. Um, but yeah, uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Let us, is there anything I else you want to leave you us guys. with? No, I appreciate you guys. Thank you for having me on. Aaron, thank, thank you. For strong. Thank, Aaron, thank you for coming on. You were great. And people loved you. They're like, hey, Aaron should host one of the evening shows. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you're, Who knows? you're hit me up. Yep. No, you're great. And I, and the stuff you knew about history with the electric motor and the motor engine, I'm going to say 98% of people in America do not know about that. I just learned about it about a month ago because of um, Sandy Monroe. If you look him up, M-U-N-R-O, I had no idea. I had no idea electric existed back then. It's like the cannabis move. They got rid of cannabis because the pharmaceuticals yep. and, you know, and like you got the Xanax and all that shit, but you could have just had a little bit of cannabis to mellow you out. You know, that's why Aaron Bree is so chill on here because he's he's on that cannabis right now. Yeah. It's, <laughs> just kidding. it's all big money push, man. And it I'm yeah. just sick of everybody else having to ride the coattail, man. 
Like yep. it should, it just needs to be fair. If I make an honest pick on solid data, then that should at least have a chance of coming to fruition. The other big money players being able to just tank a market by selling out their shares. That's yep. it's, it doesn't work. It's, it's a rigged casino. I get it. I get it. Well, thank you for coming on, man. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, sir. Have a great day. You too, man. You too, Aaron. You, um, okay. So I got some news. Um, give me a breaking news item. On BTU? All right. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Before we go to it. All right. BTU, go to the news. Go to the news. Go to the news. BTU, Peabody Energy out of St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, my God. It's up another 5% from the last time we checked. Going to overview. Going down to Benzinga Wire at 1.05 p.m. Peabody Energy shares are trading higher, possibly amid an increase in the price of coal stemming from China unofficially banning Australian coal imports and rising demand in other countries as economies reopen from the pandemic. Yes. So we're moving up another 5% on Peabody Energy because of the coal movement. You got to look for other derivative plays. What else do we have as derivative plays besides Peabody Energy? Give me some symbols in here. Um, let's look at those derivative plays. Um, uh, do we got them? We got them. Come on, let's go. I need some right now. Uh, 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 Cleveland Cliffs, maybe? They're a steel. Right. Let's see what they're doing. Nope, Cleveland Cliffs isn't doing anything. Who, who else has other coal companies? Can't trade BTU. Try to okay. Nice job. Thank you, Christian Gallagher. Here we go. Here we go. We need one. We need one. One play besides uh, BTU. I want one. I know the Zinger Nation's out there and it can tell us one trade. What if I, I just type in coal? Do you think a coal ETF or something will pop up? No, nothing. Okay. Well, what do we got? Okay, Cleveland Cliffs. Uh, they're not um, letting Cliffs what tells Benzinger. It's not that we use. All right. Here, here. I got. Let's see if we got this one. Arch. Arch Resources is a coal play up 8%. Not hey, what's a symbol? Ticker A-R-C-H, Arch. A-R-C-H. Do we have a moving on the coal move? You guys should get a note. What about – um? Oh, look right here. So this is in Benzinga Pro. I'm seeing gainers, top ships, shares upward 23 – oh, no, that's old. That's old news. No, we have no news. We have we have a derivatives thing. The guy said, "Don't you have a search on the show simply the BTU?" Yes, there's uh, he does, Aaron Bree doesn't know how to use. Oh, 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 okay. I'm going back. I know what you're saying. All right, Arch, C E I X Council Energy N C NACO Industries A R E C American Resources. It looks like uh, Arch and Peabody are the two biggest. So Arch's market cap is about nine hundred million. Peabody's is about 700 million. The other two coal ones that are on here are a little bit smaller, Council and NACO, um, but still could be some good plays there, Jason. And look how low this PE is eight and nine on Arch and uh, Council. Got it. Got it. Um, All right, guys, it's 115. Uh, we got. Yeah, we have one more. Sorry, Spencer, stay here. Just, we have one more breaking story. Give, get, get an update real quick. All right. All right, so to le Lending Club. Put up Lending Club. Lending symbol. Club? Yes, just type the name in. LC, ticker LC. All right. Re re dude, why don't you watermark the chart? Uh, this, there's no, a guy in the chat said $50. Look, you have, to go to, you have to go to the chart. Now it's watermarked, but I'm on overview. It's not. Okay, got it, got it. So okay. maybe we have to talk. Read the news. Breaking news. Let's go. 
All right. Lending clubs shares tick lower on volume after company confirms to Benzinga has not settled with the FTC. So the company has not settled with the Federal Trade Commission. They confirmed to Benzinga and shares are ticking lower because of yes. that. So look at the one day. Look at we report it. Look what happens. You know what I'm saying? You're looking at two days. There you go. So look at the candles or those can't. I don't even know what those are. You guys, I'm not an expert in this shit. I'm not a technical guy. So this one right here is when the news dropped, it dropped all the way down. Then it kind of bounced back a little bit up here. But at this point, it looks like it would have been down, so, um, you know, three, four percent. That, 4%, that is that is an exclusive to Benzinga Pro. That is Happy Muhammad had, had called it right. Exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. Capital letters, exclusive, you know, um, and that I don't know if they don't have the word exclusive. They don't because I don't know. They refuse to put that in, um, but they should. So if you're using Benzinga Pro with Spencer Israel, you just got yes. some exclusive news. Spencer Israel, take it from here, buddy. All right, the Moon Reverse Show is starting right now. Aaron Bree, get what your show? The what Moon Reverse Show. We know we would normally have get technical, but Neil decided to go on, on vacation. Where is Neil? I don't actually know where Neil is. Does anyone he know? He is in California, California Cation Hotel, California. All right, all right. All right. So anyway, anyways, real, real quick, Hotel back to the California. Real quick back, if anyone is interested in that thing, David in the chat, who's, who's a big member of Zinger Nation, shout out David. He put the movie recommendation documentary called Who Killed the Electric Car? So if you were interested in what we were talking about with our guest Aaron earlier, strongly recommend go check out that film. Uh, great movie. And, and yeah. And if, as always, if you send an email to any brokerage and say you want Benzinga news and you send us a screenshot at powerhour at Benzinga.com, we will send you swag. From polos to um, hair buns to wigs, I don't know, shirts, toothbrushes, Benzinga. Baby onesies. All right, Mooner Boss is up now. Aaron Bruce. Wait, Spencer, what are you trading right now? Nothing. I'm trading Mooner Boss is what I'm trading right now. All right? Say with me. Do you, still, do you still like ETF, Spencer? Say with me. Moon, I love ETFs, but you know what I love What's more? What's your favorite ETF your favorite right now? Year? I love ETFs, but you know what I love more is Moon or Bust, which but is up right now. Spencer, you look really good. You're, you have a new camera? No. You really do. He's look, His picture is way clearer than mine and yours. Do you know, do you know why I look good? Because Moon or Bust is up right now. That's, that's it. All right. Uh, Logan Ross is getting ready to go. We're going to end the stream. I'm going to redirect to that. And Let's um, go. All coins Root them on. Tell your friends. Go on social media. Root them on. Have fun. We love you. Yes. <laughs> all right. Crypto on Moon or Bus. Stick around. Spencer, Coming up right now. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.